The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Your host, Paul, is the best-selling author of Cut That Grass and Make That Cash and the brand new book, Best Business Practices for Landscapers, now available on Audible. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to today's episode with Brian Fullerton. This is like the post-game show of Entrepreneur Academy. What's up, Brian? I'm doing good, brother. How are you? Good. Truly catching you on the tail end of the event. So really excited yeah. to recap an incredible weekend here in Novi. Yeah. It's, uh, it's man, what a whirlwind it has been the last 48 hours, uh, 72 hours even since Thursday night, like the pregame, pregame, right? Then you get like the Friday pregame show and uh, the go-karts and all that other stuff. Uh, that was incredible. Well, we were actually setting up the room at one o'clock on Friday, right? Uh, they had the AV guys moving in and they were stuffing swag bags and the banners and all this other stuff. And, um, wow, dude, just what a crazy 48 hours it's been. Like, like since yesterday, I'm still going through DMS and emails and Facebook messages. And I mean, it comes in from everywhere. Right. And I'm yeah. like, I'm just like trying to answer everybody back before it like cycles over 24 hours, you know, and I yeah. miss the stories, you know? So I'm like 23 hours. All right. I can do real life today for two hours. <laughs> I go back to the gram. I'm trying to clear it out for like 20 minutes. And it's like, all right, I'm down to 16 hours of the 24 hours. Cause you know, like after that, it deletes. Right. Yeah. So I'm like taking care of baby to get lunch with you guys. Then I'm going back to the baby and then make sure Liz is good. Then we went to Applebee's, what, an hour or two ago? Yeah. And um, it's just been a crazy day, bro. Just trying to catch up on everything. How's everything going with you? It's really good, man. Thank you for your generosity and, and everything you're doing uh, for this event. I really appreciate the opportunity. You set it up. So Jeff Joyner texted me. He's like, hey, man, Brian said to be on your show. And I was like, oh, cool. You made it yeah. seamless and effortless. Yeah. So all the speakers, either before or after, uh, they've been able to be on the program. And that was fire content. So yeah. thank you. you how many? Uh, absolutely. You're welcome. And, and thank you for coming. I mean, we're. I know you're thankful to be here, but we're, we're blessed to have you here with us as well. And uh, this is really, really cool. So how many? What's the uh, record this, right now? This is episode 16. Holy cow. So yeah, we, wow. we banged out four at the go-karts, okay. which was really fun. Yeah. The ambiance in the background. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And then we did 10 yesterday. Wow. And then, uh, you know, been banging them out today. Yeah. And I've been on other uh, podcasts as well. So not counting that, you know, I was on Nailers and oh, yeah. all kind of other contents going on. I'm not counting how's, that into that. But. How, how's, uh, how's Naylor doing? I didn't get, I caught up with him like tw twice this weekend. Well, <laughs> he was as cool as a cucumber because he's like, man, this is so nice. Brian's taking care of quarterback and everything. Yeah. He's at GIE with the rally and, you know, he's, oh, he's worried doing about this for that. There's the cater here and, yeah. you know, all that uh, where you're got all this responsibility. He's yeah. just like, ah. I tell you what, nice. it, it's nice to plug into things. Like everybody wants their own thing or be it, you know, you guys know how it goes, but, yeah. um, 
Uh, I will tell you, it is a lot more fun sometimes just plugging into something. <laughs> you like because you don't have to worry about food or bills or vendors or uh, companies sending sponsorship checks, and like you got a ten thousand dollar catering order, and you're like, hey, like company X Y Z, you going to send that check yet? And they're like, well, we work off of that checks 60. in the mail. Well, yeah, and that's I mean that's how these guys work sometimes, and you're like, okay, so you're fronting money sometimes, and uh, and, and Naylor's got you know two, three, four, six hundred people coming in to some of his events that he's doing on and uh, going on. So it's a lot, man. But I'll tell you what, I told Liz, I'm like, hey, next time you want to just plug into something? <laughs> so if you're thinking about starting a conference or something, call me before you uh, jump uh, jump off the cliff and build your plane on the way down. So Yeah, so talk a little bit about the attendance because I know with GIE, we're wondering yeah. how's it turn out and it, it yeah. exceeded my expectations at least. So the official number was 364. Uh, for tickets sold. So we, we had 300. I, the room can fit 450. We were cutting off at 300. But um, what I didn't expect was how many people decided in the last minute to come. So, you know, you everybody's heard the call, right? Get your ticket, get your ticket, get your ticket. And uh, so we had like 125 tickets sold before GIE Plus Expo, 100, 125, uh, maybe 150. And uh, I was like, all right, well, we'll probably, you know, we'll, we'll taper at 250, 275, right? Because yeah. I know people are going to buy their tickets last minute. Yeah. Everybody does. Even if you put out the call, uh, you know, that's why we say like if you, you know, are going to go to something, put it on the credit card, pay it off a month later, you know, so there's no interest. Uh, but if you're going to go make the decision now, don't make the, the decisions. The decision the week before, um, but we're all creatures of habit. We all get procrastination. Procrastination. We we all get busy. We're unsure. Like family life. This I get it. The season. You know, there's work. There's jobs. The schedule gets pushed yeah. back. Weather. I get it. So I'm not complaining. But the funny thing is, like, uh, with Expo going on, I'm like, well, last year we did 265. Are we going to be at 225? We're going to be at 265 again. Are we going to be at 310? I don't know. So at like I said, the week or two before Expo. We have 125 tickets sold. And I'm like, all right, we'll probably like, you know, clean up at 250, 265, which is good, right? Because last year we didn't have to compete with Expo, mm-hmm. uh, with the Green Industry Expo. and uh, Everyone was eager to get together. Yeah, yeah. So, so it was like, let's go to LAL. So yeah. We thought the, that crowd might diminish this year. Yeah. was the thought. That was my thought. I'm like, can, so like if we stayed the same, I feel like we grew mm-hmm. because we had, you know, we get eclipsed Competing by Expo. With, yeah. So, so... <laughs> Great thought, right? And so I had all those companies, right? They need to be about a month out for hats and shirts and lanyards and all that mess. So I'm like, everybody send 300, 300 things. So 300 lanyards from Xmark, 300 catalogs from SureTrack, 300 catalogs from Red Max. And then Expo ends and bro, the ticket sales just start coming in. Eight a day, 10 a day, 12 a day, 10 a day, 10 a day, 10 a day, 10 a day. And so we're at like 300. And I'm like, dude, we still have three weeks out from this thing. I can't like really turn it off. I'm going to literally turn down. We would have turned down 75 to 100 more people. Wow. So I was like, uh, so we had the capacity in the room. It wasn't like this uh, this bluff, like we're shutting it down at 300. I was like, dude, we, but I didn't expect that many people to honestly wait yeah. to buy their ticket because we sold 200 of the 350 tickets in the last six weeks, which is crazy to think about. Like, like yeah. you know what I'm saying? So 70% of the ticket sales came in the last six weeks which is crazy. And so we were short on catalogs. We were short on hats. I'm like, Corey Ballard, I need another 60 hats. X marks, I have another 100 catalogs. Uh, I, it, it was just a lot going on in the last uh, month or so. But um, holy cow, I th- like I said, 365 uh, for attendance and then another 20, 30, 40 people for speakers, sponsors, family. So there was just a, maybe around 400, probably a little less than 400 people here, um, which is a lot of people, dude. 
It's a lot of people. You saw the room. What did, you, what did you think? I thought it was incredible, man. And it's just cool to chat with people and them already saying, man, I can't wait to come back next yeah. year. And like yeah. the, um, you know, these podcasts that you guys have been listening to them, uh, folks are just really recharged and, and uh, yeah. excited um, from all this information and, and rubbing shoulders with the Corey Ballard's, the Greg Whitstock's, the Paver yeah. Pete's, et cetera. Well, I mean, first off, shout out to everybody who chipped in the help from the sponsors, from Toro Horizon 360, from the yeah. Friday night. Their team was incredible. Uh, Taylor, and I forget the girl's name. I want to say Alyssa, but I don't know. Yeah, Alyssa. Was it Alyssa? Yeah, okay. Alyssa Zipper. Uh, is that what it is? Something so, like that. T- Taylor and Alyssa, they did yeah. a great job. She had to fly back. I think her wedding is like this weekend or next weekend. Oh, wow. So she's like, yo, I got to go. I'm like, you know, doing shopping and stuff for the for my, my wedding. And I'm like, well, what are you doing here? She's like, oh, I wanted to be here. So, but they came and served and they were great on Friday night. And then um, Xmark, Suretrack, Red Max, and Yardbook were the presenting sponsors for LAL. Uh, so big shout out to them. But then everybody who helped set up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it's just all the speakers too, dude. Like, I mean, everybody knows the list by now. You've probably had everybody on the podcast at least once, but um, Corey Ballard, Greg Whitstock, Keith Kelfus, Trisha Dork, Mark Parker, Paper Pete, Pete, the Almonds, mm-hmm. uh, Jeff Joyner. Mm-hmm. It, every, I mean, literally everybody... I just don't know how to... People are like, well, who's coming for next year? And I'm like, dude, I don't even know. How can you top what we just had this day? I mean, it was just incredible. People are like, you got to get Mike Rowe in. I'm like, oh gosh. Like, I, lo- I, I my, my hero is like Mike Rowe. Like, yeah. I love that dude. People are like, what are you doing with your social media? Like, what's the end goal? I'm like, dude, I have no end goal. But one person that... I absolutely love and respect and super appreciate is Mike Rowe. And, and I think a lot of people do in our industry and yeah. blue, blue collar folks and people are like, you got to get Mike Rowe. You got to get Mike Rowe. And I'm like, like, I don't have the red bat phone to the Oval Office. Yeah. You know, like I don't have the presidential line to Mike Rowe's people. I, I'm just a long guy, you know, like I don't, I don't have these back end communication channels, but if anybody's got an in with Mike Rowe, <laughs> LAL 2022, we'd be honored to have him as a keynote. I'm sure he's 50,000 bucks for an hour. You know what I'm saying these days? But, um, you know, 2022 LAL, Mike Rowe, sponsored by Jobber. <laughs> you know, so, Paul, you got those connections with the Jobber folks. There and you uh, go. All those credit card on file fees probably add up. You know what I'm saying? So, maybe they can take that 1% and uh, <laughs> kick it back into the industry. So, I don't know. If anybody wants to, uh, I don't know, maybe we'll get the almonds. It could be like Mike Rowe, sponsored by the Hardscape Academy. You know, they're, they're, they're rolling in the money. Or, or by Andy Mulder, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see where it goes. But, um, I don't know. I'm always, I always joke like the, uh, the inmates are in charge of the prison. Yeah. So if you guys want somebody on stage that is successful and has integrity and has good character and is, is um, doing business correctly, mm-hmm. let us know. And we, we would love to get those folks on stage. That's kind of where we're at. Like we, we want to hear from what you guys are, got going on. And I, I don't have every network or connection out there, but if we can reach out to somebody, for example, Caleb and Brittany Allman introduced us to Paper Pete. Mm-hmm. He did an amazing job. I mean, just bold, talking about accounting numbers, how to make money. Um, how to make profit. Mm-hmm. I, di- I didn't know Paper Pete, you know, four months ago, mm-hmm. you know, and here he is speaking at uh, Launchpreneur Academy Live. And I'm like, hey, Mr. Pete, you know, like, <laughs> we don't know each other. And uh, I'm like, I'm like shaking on the phone. I'm nervous and stuff. And uh, he's like, what is this again? I'm like, it's a lawn care conference. And he's like, uh, and I, I go, there's 400. I said, there's going to be, I said 300. I said, there's going to be 300 people that are excited about their future. And, and th- those people want to take their life and their business to the next level. Mm-hmm. And, and swear to God, like verbatim, his, his, his uh, answer on the phone was, well, Brian, I'm the director of education at Teco. And my, wh- my life's mission and my goal and my purpose is to help entrepreneurs succeed in business and take their you know, businesses to the next level. Mm-hmm. I'd be honored to speak at your event. And it was just like the most bold answer. Yes. I've ever heard in my life. And I'm like, 
holy cow, this dude's the real deal. Yeah. And, and he cleared his calendar, came out for two days. I mean, uh, we, we gave him, uh, we paid him, but you know, what we paid him, there was no way it was his speaking fee, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But uh, it was just really cool to see him, you know, pour into the event and kind of came out of prayer. And uh, yeah. Josh, Josh Sutton was here and oh, yeah. a couple other hardscape guys. And they, I know they love the almonds and uh, getting to see Paper Pete. It was just, uh, it was pretty cool, man. You have to be delicate how I word this. But one of the nice things about the event was there were, be very careful I say this. Yeah. There's a lot of women here. Yeah. And now they're married and they're yeah. good to the men. Sure. But I'm just saying, I'm not saying it like that. Yeah. But it's just like, you're looking around and, and you know, you're expecting it to be all lawn bros. It's right. like a lot of guys are bringing their girlfriends and wives. Absolutely. To, to be like, hey, listen. Yeah. I thought that was, I mean, I don't know the numbers, yeah. but it was noticeable how well, many women were here as I, well. I, I, the great observation, I'd say the first year, it was probably 98.2%. Right. Would you agree? Yeah. I mean, honestly, it, it was a bro fest. Your you know? mom was here. Liz was here. I think that was all the and girls. Maybe Brittany Allman. Yeah. That, that's so. probably the extent of the ladies. Uh, you're, you're not wrong. Uh, last year, we, we saw quite a big in, uh, influx. There's probably... I'd say 20, 30, 40 women last year. And uh, and I don't know what percentage this year, but I would say 10% of the audience was ladies. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, which was really, really cool. And um, uh, because we're in business together, right? I mean, with the husbands and the wives and uh, Jeff Joyner made a great joke on stage um, talking about like motivation and success. And uh, he's told the story and he's like, yeah, if you could just come on home with me tonight, I want to have you home for dinner. And the guy's like, uh, you know, come on over for dinner. And Jeff's like, oh, it's, it's kind of different. I've never really done that, but uh, I guess I'd be open to it. And the guy goes, yeah, you got to come over so you can uh, say the same talk again for my wife. Right. Cause, cause he's like, Hey, my wife could use some of that motivation crap, you know, but it's kind of funny. Like if you go to a conference like this for the whole day or weekend and you get all charged up and then you go home and, and your girlfriend or your wife, or maybe the wife came and the husband didn't. Mm. Right. Cause there's the other side of the business too, where maybe uh, the wife's got a green industry business and the husband doesn't come. There's a guy I met that does that. We, him and his yeah. son were here yeah. and his wife owns the business. I, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, but that's the thing. Like, and so if you come get all fired up and your spouse doesn't, you're not going to be on the same page. It's not, you're, you're, you're going to be like, Oh, it was awesome. Uh, you just had to be there like one of those deals. So it's really cool seeing couples come together. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, so many lives changed. And I think quality decisions made and notes taken. Um, I, I bumped into somebody and they said they took six pages of notes alone from paver Pete. Wow. I'm like, Oh my gosh. And when Pete said something, Dude, everybody's writing stuff down. I was taking yeah. notes. I, 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 I've been saying this to a couple of people. Like, I came to my own event. Yeah. We don't have it all figured out. Right. I, I want to learn from Caleb and Brittany Allman. Corey Ballard, who, I don't know if you shared this story on your podcast. He, he shared it sold on stage, business. but he sold yeah, his he, business. He mentioned that okay. on the podcast. Yeah, I, I don't know if it was like fair game to mention it, but he said he sold his business at the conference. Um, it, it's his baby. You know, he's been running this thing for what, 30 plus years yeah. and uh, just right timing in the market. And he got a really good uh, number for his company. And, mm-hmm. you know, he, that's kind of like the full circle of entrepreneurship, right? Is yeah. to, it, for a lot of folks is to build something and sell it off. And uh, I, I'm sure he got a, a good windfall there. And um, well, his outfit, he, he, I was like, he's fresh. Where are you getting all this money? He's not <laughs> sold my business. Dude, I mean, look at that shoe collection. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, man, one, my, my, my vision board is uh, Corey Ballard. You know what I mean? <laughs> Everyone's wearing jeans and a hoodie. And then Corey's like, what? what? Yeah. He's got like the, uh, the, the, you know, it's all matching. It's like all, all it, the colors. Yeah. And the layering. And- that's, that's probably Lindsay right there, you know, but I don't know. Corey's probably got a bigger shoe collection than my wife. You know what I'm saying? But um, I'm trying to get on that level, though. It'd be nice to have 10 different pairs of shoes, you know? And I think Corey's got to watch for every different pair of shoes, too. 
I'm a big watch guy. That's a whole nother story. Every time I watch him on Instagram, he's got a different watch on. I'm like, it's, it must be nice. But like, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? Like everybody's striving to be more successful. And yeah. uh, he's just at the other end of the spectrum. Like he's paid dues for 30 years. He's made his money and, uh, and he's not stopping. And uh, I'm like, man, like, dude, this guy's a butt kicker. I want to get around that guy. Yeah. Back to paver Pete, the X's knows that he was just yeah. dropping. Yeah. What are some of those? Because I was out capitalizing on the podcasting opportunity. So I missed his speech, yeah. but I've heard multiple people well, say it was he, just X's nose. He, he went through this whole uh, formula. Uh, I, I can't remember it verbatim. I took a photo because everybody took a photo. He's like, pull out your phones. This okay. is for you guys. You can take a photo of this. And uh, But it was the, the whole profit cycle. I, I don't okay. know what he called it, like maybe overhead cost recovery, but it was like talking about how there's direct costs and your labor costs and indirect costs. And then uh, the three or four other things here. And he was like, this is why he's like, if you're running a, a $50 per man hour rate, you're, it's impossible. He's like, let's look his background is in accounting and finance, right? Like he's got a four year degree and probably a master's degree. And he's a very, uh, intellectual educated dude. He's not just some guy selling brick pavers. Right. Mm-hmm. But he was talking about, uh, I think his talk was, uh, the world according to pay repeat. Okay. Right. So he was talking about how to make money in business and he was going through this whole flow chart. And he's like, if you're charging less than 50 bucks an hour per guy, it's basically borderline impossible to be making money in our industry. Wow. He's like, you need to be 60, 70, 85, a hundred dollars an hour per man per hour. And that was a, we've been saying that for a long time. I've heard that for a long time. I wasn't doing that my first 10, 11 years in business you know, lo, lo and behold, we weren't that profitable. Yeah. But um, imagine if you're 16, 18, 20 years old, hearing that in the audience, how different your life would be over the next 10 years in business, yeah. billing out at $70, $80 an hour versus maybe $10, $20, $30 an hour, right? Like a lot of us, we come in with that employee mindset. Yeah. You talk about that Little all the time. Caesars, I was at Best Burger making like seven or eight bucks an hour. So when I'm like 20 25 bucks, bucks for yeah. Maria, I'm like, I felt guilty. I'm like, well, it's only going to take me an hour. I'm going to make $25. That's yeah. too much. Yeah. Not having a clue that's not like Paver. Yeah. Pay, paver. I'm Paver. P. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a Mr. twist. Mr. P, Mr. Paver. <laughs> Mr. Paver. Yeah. Did you hear the story that I was told on stage about uh, bringing him up um, when I invited him to come speak? I asked him about that on my podcast. I said, hey, tell me about when Brian called you. Oh, I, I was like, well, <laughs> please tell me he forgot about no, it. No, he didn't forget. He's like, oh. That was a little awkward. He called me Mr. Paver or something. <laughs> I, I, he remembered. He, he told his story from his perspective yeah yeah yeah. he's like but i'm here so. yeah what, what did he say give me something. you'll have to listen to the green oh. mystery podcast <laughs> here, don't tease me like that a there's, there's your podcast tease you're getting good at this yeah so pay repeat episode i i think i might have led with i forget it's it's definitely on there okay okay so. i'm gonna have to check that out because it was genuinely awkward yeah i i, I honestly like it, i i just don't get as nervous talking to people as much like i've just i i don't know like what or maybe i just stopped caring what other people think but i've i've, I've been blessed to talk to like guys like Corey, a troy clog you know, I, I've been interviewing some big dark snow guys lately and they have 10, $20 million companies too. And, you know, I'm just not, I, I'm, I'm very respectful of somebody with their company and their title, but I'm not like, Hey, this person's, um, you know, uh, different than me. You know, they put their pants on one leg at a time. So like that awkward nervousness where I'm like intimidated by people, it's kind of thankfully went away the last few years. I was not like that for a long time. I would get nervous just talking to you even one-on-one. No, you said, uh, oh, you're Naylor's assistant. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that was my best line at the time. I was like, why are you passing out shirts? Are you Naylor's assistant? You're like, sure, bud. You know, (laughs) I I didn't know who you were. I didn't know. I I had no idea. That was, uh, what year was that? GA Expo 20, probably 2017. 2017. 2017. Well, you're passing out shirts. What Naylor for like 10 seconds, you know? So I'm like, oh, he's it was probably at what- the mega cavern. You came yeah. out with your camera. Yeah. You know, I was like, who knows what I was doing? I, I, I was 
I was mentally deficient back then, so who knows what I was. I probably had five thousand subs. Trying yeah, you to make, did. You yeah. came in like, you know, and I'm like, hey, I'm Paul James. Brian's on maintenance. And I, so he's like, you are you? I was, probably, assistant. I, I was probably telling you to pull out your phone and subscribe now. You know, I'm trying to get to five thousand and one. You know, I'm hustling this thing. I, I did subscribe though. Did you? Well, yeah, I backed five thousand and one. Yeah, it was definitely under ten k because I remember. It was, yeah. Well, to go back to the pay repeat thing, when, uh, when, when, well, well, the reason I got nervous is because I was in a group chat with the Almonds, mm-hmm. and at the last second, Caleb texts me something like, I'm like, all right, I'm about, he gave me this contact info, and Caleb literally types, don't mess this up. Oh. You know, like, like one of the, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? So uh, I was, I, I, it, came, it became very serious to me yeah. at that time, right? When somebody says, don't mess, because he was implying, if you mess this up for, for him, you're going to mess it up for him too. Yeah. He's like, don't mess this up. <laughs> He's like, I, I, I barely know Paver P, yeah. Mr. Paver, right? So uh, so I call him and, and I think, I don't know if his, his contact was like, you know, Pete uh, Boogaloo or I don't, I don't know. His last like, name's funky yeah yeah it's i don't even know how to say it. i probably just butchered it that's why i would call him mr paver right yeah uh but but so and i think i think caleb like has him saved in his phone is like paver p paver p right <laughs> so dude i i just totally i got nervous i i hit the dial button you know like that the phone like weighed like ten thousand pounds like that whole deal when yeah. you're like calling a, a big client or some customer left you a very nasty voicemail and you're like man i gotta call this one back and you hesitate so I'm like, you know, screw it. I hit, I hit enter and uh, I call him and, um, well, he probably told the whole story, but, uh, it was just funny cause my hand started shaking like never before, bro. Really? Oh yeah. Like I got, it was so weird. And I think Caleb just shook me. Yeah. Caleb should be like, you got this man. Yeah. No, he was like, don't, don't mess this up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, who am I calling? You know, cause, cause I, the, the, the backstory was I had went to a techo block event, um, maybe a year ago, I guess by now or whatever it was in the spring. And uh, they were like, you got to go to this techo block thing. And Kip's talking about continuing education and mm-hmm. go to things that maybe you don't like, you're not going to do, but it's just fun to learn and network. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to put myself out there. I'll go to this first techo event. And uh, if you've never been to a techo show, it's really, really cool. Yeah. Pay Repeat was not at that one. There's okay. like two trainers that go around. And so there's another guy, I forget his name, but he he, he did a great job. And Caleb and Brittany was like, uh, was, was Pay Repeat there? And I'm like, no. And like, he was on like doing an East Coast tour. So he was over in yeah. Jersey or something that day or that week um but it was just funny because uh they're like don't mess this up and i and i give him a call and dude long story short it was so awkward bro it was so awkward he he said yes but the the the, the end of it was i said um all right thanks again for coming and uh i'll talk to you soon mr paver yep and uh he's like and he was just like good night brian and he just hung up <laughs> <laughs> like he just it was so awkward dude and yeah. he knew i was well, awkward. i told him i was like this brian did brian think that was your full name because i told him there's a guy in our industry named johnny mo right, right i was right. like it's johnny common mo. sense his last name's not really mo maybe <laughs> right? we still haven't fact checked that yet <laughs> like al blades the youtubers like his last name's not really blades right and i was like maybe he really thought your first name was uh paver and your last name was pete so so another funny story did he tell you about his hotel reservation no oh he did vaguely yeah they put it under that yeah they put it under that because <laughs> right. i sent a list of the to the soldiers like he did this, mention that yeah just at the conference like you you see a big place like this and there's actually like six or seven companies in one so the show is one place okay the, the restaurant and the food is actually another business yeah uh the hotel it's its own business right okay so i'm, I'm working with like so when we would do these pre-conference meetings the week before we're at this like uh round table tape uh set up in this conference room with six seven other big wig people and yeah. it's like dude this thing's got a hundred thousand dollar payroll going through here you know and yeah we're running out a hundred thousand dollars a hotel so there, there's a lot of moving money here that's why yeah. people are like i want to do a live event i'm like 
pump the brakes, maybe plug into somebody's event or or co co host. I've been talking Naylor out of it. He's he's been talking one for yeah. like two years of like, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't I, know. I, I'm not talking anybody out of it. I'm just saying like we're fronting a lot of money, you know, we're renting stuff, we're buying stuff a year out, or six months out, you know. Well, and the opportunity cost, all this time that oh, you're spending on this yeah. is time not spent making podcasts, YouTube, yeah. you know, traction on your house, Emmy, your wife. hundred percent. Like, all, all this stuff is like nights and weekends and it, right. it really is a lot. And so we, we really appreciate when people come and they plug in, they get a lot out of it because it's like the more people that come, it's like the bigger impact we can make and reciprocate, you know? Uh, but yeah, yeah, long story short on the uh, the res- reservation with uh, Pete is like, he gets here and he's like, hey, my room's not here. I'm like, you're on the <laughs> list, bro. And I'm like, I know it. And he's very like firm. You know what I mean? He's like the guy. And uh, yeah. so when he's calling, I'm like, I'm picking up. Right. Yep. And it was just funny because he was like, no, Brian, I'm not on the reservation list. And uh, I was like, no, sir, you're on the reservation list. He's like, well, uh, Pete, whatever his last name is, I can't pronounce it. He's like, they don't have it. And I was like, uh, one second. So I'm pulling up my email, you know, from the, from the hotel manager and uh, director. And uh, it says literally, Mr. Paver, but it's, but, but they do it backwards. So it's Paver comma Mr. Oh, I'm like, so, so literally the girl at the front desk goes, are you a Mr. Paver? <laughs> and I hear her say that on his phone, you know, like oh. through the line. I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm Owen too with this guy. I oh. called him Mr. Paver. He, me- he did mention that. Yeah. You guys got to go back and listen to that episode of Paver <laughs> Pete. He brings X's nose and he tells his side of this story. Oh, I what, what was his first impression of Brian's on maintenance? I asked him. Was it good or bad or indifferent? You'll, you'll have to listen uh, Okay, okay. I'm working on my teases. Yeah, I'm yeah. working I'm on go- my segues. So with that being said, and you guys can't see this because we're audio on this one, but there really is a bottle of Essentia there, man. No, we're, uh, we're, this, about, is this one yours or mine? That's yours. You I, I, I have the uh, the free hotel water. <laughs> <laughs> The hot water. You get, you get that. Trying to warm up, man. It's uh, top notch tap over there, you know. It's snowing like crazy out here. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to let you get a uh, sip of water. Appreciate that. And uh, we'll have more with uh, Brian's Lemon. See, normally I'd be ending the episode about now, but you're just warming up. I'm not used to your short and sweet. <laughs> short and sweet, like your pastor, right? Yeah. When they say short and sweet, you better cancel your lunch plans. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We'll have more with Brian's Lawn Maintenance talking about Entrepreneur Academy Live and much more coming right up. Hey, everybody. Caleb and Brittany Allman here. Hello. Hey, we have something special to tell you about a sale at theheartscapeacademy.com. We are offering 25% off the entire site. That's all of our training videos, our webinars, our company handbook, even Caleb's coaching calls are in there. It's everything except our in-person training. We're going to run this sale 25% off Friday the 26th through Monday the 29th. Perfect, folks. Check it out. Great value there to be had. Do you come home ready to relax after a hard day's work and find that your bookkeeping demands your time? Truth be told, you can't give it your full energy or focus. It just sits there most nights untouched, continually haunting you. It's costing you good decision-making and your peace of mind. Gulf Coast Bookkeeping provides a bookkeeping solution to landscapers that is guaranteed to give you back your time and your peace of mind. You can begin this partnership with us today by going to gulfcoastbk.com and scheduling a 15-minute a call. Don't trick yourself into thinking you can handle it all. It won't be long before you're saying no to new clients or skipping dinner with your family and friends, all because your bookkeeping needs are unfinished. Let us take care of your green so you can take care of theirs. Schedule a 15-minute call today at gulfcoastbk.com. Oh, God. (laughs) I'm going to have to shovel. I don't even have a snowblower. <laughs> Nobody to plow me. Oh my God, the neighbors suck. They don't help. 
Oh my God, what am I going to do? Do you want to keep the cash flowing this winter? Head over to LauntrepreneurAcademy.com and check out all of Brian Fullerton's new courses and powerful resources to get you cashing in on that white gold through plowing snow. The Snow Plowing Training Course is easy to understand and you'll learn what it takes to do the job effectively and how to bid, price, and estimate snow plowing for both residential and commercial properties. LauntrepreneurAcademy.com has three new resources to take the hassle and guesswork out of securing your snow removal jobs, plus there's eye-catching marketing materials that can help you secure new clients quickly. Ready to crush the snow game this year? Visit LauntrepreneurAcademy.com or use the link in the podcast description. All right, we are back, guys. This is such an honor to have you on the show right after the event to, to hear your takeaways. Yeah. Because I got to hear kind of everyone else's takeaways. And of course, every other post on my IG newsfeed right now is people with your <laughs> banner behind them or sure. something LAL related. So yeah. what's uh, some more um, review and recap that you have for the event? You know, I, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. I'm, I'm trying to get on my phone and look at the hashtag LAL 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting uh, note last year was because it was the election season, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they blocked recent hashtags on all social media. Right, because it's a very divisive uh, p- uh, political season, right? Mm-hmm. With Trump and Biden, and everybody, obviously, everybody going on, and so uh, the riots were happening. So, what what social media did last year was they shut down hashtags the week or two before and the week or two after. Oh. Remember that? So, so if you would have hashtagged almost anything, mm-hmm. uh, the recent anybody who posted any any hashtag anything anywhere if you like go on a hashtag so let's say you're into hummer h1s mm-hmm. and you go into the hashtag hummer h1 the most recent post would have been you know um september 30th mm-hmm. because they they blocked recent hashtags so long story short our event didn't exist on, on social, social media, media. But, and until they uh you know turned the um, embargo off of the the recent hashtag. So all of our posts were finally visible in like January. <laughs> I think it was after even the, um, what do they call it? The inauguration. Yeah. So it was like a, so it was really weird because we like, Hey, we have this 300 person thing. It just didn't literally exist. Right. Like all recent hashtags on Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram. Uh, so honest answer is, if you look at the hashtag LAL2021, I think I saw like 550 posts mm-hmm. like on that hashtag. Mm-hmm. And it's fun because you get to see the whole uh, like timeline and the lineage and the and the whole event like real time. So yeah. I, I, I like I want to go back to the very first LAL2021, you know, hashtag, which which yeah. was probably like the first person leaving in their car going, you know, from Virginia to Michigan, you know, and then all yeah. the selfies and then, you know, uh, another 250 posts or probably all the people at the event, you know, and yeah. see all their stories on their feeds. And uh, so I just I just want to like go back through and see what other people got out of the event. So that's, that's honestly what I'm most excited about. Yeah, totally. Quick question about Facebook. Uh, yeah. cause I don't really do Facebook that much. Yeah. Do you have a Brian's Law maintenance over there? What, what's your Facebook? Is it a page? Is it a group? Is it a, just a regular person? Yeah. I, I have a personal, uh, Facebook just, uh, just to have people that want to friend me. I I'm not very active on Facebook. I, uh-huh. I, my personal Facebook, I usually just do a political rant once in a while because <laughs> I, I get frustrated with politics and people sometimes just like you guys do. Um, then we have a Brian's Law maintenance YouTube page and that's for people to follow our, our content. So anything I post on Instagram, as you know, uh-huh. post to Facebook. Like oh, it, like it really? syncs up there. Yeah, like I, I don't post manually to Facebook you, ever. So you have this um, Brian's Lawn Maintenance YouTube, but it's on Facebook. Yes. Is it a 
group or it's a page? Just a page. It's a page. Yeah, no private group yet. And then you sync that to Brian's Law Maintenance Instagram. Yep. You post on Brian's Law Maintenance Instagram and it automatically, you yeah. don't have to do it twice. Yeah, other than like maybe a reel or something or, okay. or videos over a certain amount of time. Okay. I know I know some things don't carry over. Maybe um, multiple video posts or something. Or if you use certain music, sometimes it doesn't carry okay. over. But yeah, no, like people are like, how do you do all this stuff on social media? I'm like... Dude, I post on Instagram and it goes to Facebook. Wow. And, and I just learned that like two years ago because okay. I'm like, I'm not going to be on Facebook. I, I can't be on everything. It's hard to do it all, right? Yeah. But if you post on Instagram, it auto shares to Facebook. Uh, maybe once in a while, I'll manually post something to my Facebook page, but uh, to like the business Facebook page. Yeah. But What's your numbers like on Facebook compared to Instagram, YouTube? Uh, YouTube's 156. Facebook is 13. And then Instagram's like 46 or something now. Okay. So, um, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. But I'll be honest with you. I grew the Facebook page from last year, the same time last year I went to Greg Whitstock's place. Mm -hmm. I had like two, 3,000 followers. Uh, cause I never took Facebook serious. And Greg Whitstock's marketing lady, I forget her name, very, very smart girl. They also have a, a, another dude that works for them. He's a young guy. He's like 20, 22 or something. Yeah. And he's like a social media, like just guru, but he's a, he went to college and he just gets social media and they had this whole like uh, spider web and diagram thing of yes. like, uh, if you ever go to Aquascape, like they are so organized people, like, like there is no detail left unturned with those guys. And so the girl, uh, she's like, well, what do you do for Facebook? And I go, Facebook's dead. You know, I'm not on Facebook. And she goes, wrong answer. Mm. I'm like, what? And like, she was very pointed. She was like the VP of, you know, marketing for the whole company. Yeah. And she goes, we drive 60% of all of our sales through Facebook. Wow. And I'm like, or whatever, you know? And, yeah. I, and I said, for real? She goes, you need to be on Facebook. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She goes, okay. You know, she goes, just try it. And yeah. I'm like, Mr. Social Media, Mr. Go you know? Yeah. And I'm just like, I, I just don't have time. She goes, you need to get on Facebook. So I get on Facebook and in, uh, I don't know, you know, it's almost been a year or whatever, yeah. um, uh, 10, 12,000 followers later. And I, I don't pump it. I don't promote it, but it does go to show that like Facebook... I know people that are like, Facebook's dead, because I said Facebook's dead. Mm -hmm. That is not true for people over 40. People over 40 live on Facebook. And think about it too for your lawn care business, right? Mm -hmm. Your lawn care business, wh what's the target customer that most of us are looking for? 35 to 65, dual income, probably yeah. three, four, five hundred thousand dollars home values, right? Those people live on Facebook. And people are like, why would I go do it on Instagram? I'm like, dude, all your lawn bros are on Instagram. Your mm -hmm. friends are on Instagram. Your customers around Facebook. Mm -hmm. So I, I had, I had, um, I'm still learning. I'm always trying to be a student. Right. And I don't, I try not to have an ego and I try to stay humble. And, mm -hmm. um, this lady, she's running a $60 million company. Her marketing budgets, you know, 10 X what I make in, a, in my year, you know, and yeah. she's spending on ads. What I like, I'm trying to like make, make as a take home yeah. pay, you know, maybe I should learn a few things from her. She was right. 12,000 followers later. And you know, if I'm trying to grow, I guess the social media brand, it's, it's nice to have 12,000 more people following you than not. I mean, yeah, just simple math. This is coming full circle because I was talking with Greg. He actually sat right there. Yeah. And he was talking to me about Facebook and the ROI of all the marketing money they spend. Yeah. The highest ROI is on their Facebook ads. Yeah. And, um, yeah, well, so well, cause I, uh, not, not to cut you off, but I, when I was at his place in Aquascape, he said the thing that transformed his business the most was in like 1999, 2000 was they, they hired some catalog distribution company that sent out his catalogs out. Mm -hmm. And so they would spend, you know, I don't know, let's just say $3 for a catalog and every catalog they sent out, uh, you know, like, let's say they sent out a hundred catalogs and it cost them a couple, a uh, hundred bucks for every hundred they sent out, they got like $1,500 back in sales. Okay. And so Greg goes, wait a minute. So if I spend a hundred or whatever the number was and I get 1500 in sales, why would I not spend how much money on marketing? Do you think Paul? 
all of it. Wow. As much as I can. So yeah. he literally, I think he said 2,600 or 26,000% growth, like literally. What's up, Lamont? How we doing, brother? Come uh, on in, Snatch Come on man. in, brother. But uh, he did like 2,600, uh, over here, brother, I got you, uh, 2,600% growth or something like that, that year. And that wow. took him from like, let's say a million dollar company to like a $5 million company. Wow. And so that's when I started paying attention. He goes, you know what we're doing right now? Facebook is the next thing of what I'm doing with that same analogy from 1999 with the catalogs. And so I was like, really? And so the girl, uh, I've, I really, uh, I, I, I wish I remember her name right now. You know what I mean? Uh, she's an amazing gal. Like if you ever go visit Aquascape, go talk to Greg's people. Mm-hmm. They're as smart and sharp as Greg or, or more. Mm-hmm. Like Greg's got a great team around him. Yeah. I was talking to his VP of operations, his VP of uh, accounting and finance and money or whatever. And, um, uh, people that manage their websites and mm-hmm. cause they got training courses now. And, I was just like picking all their brains as much as I was picking Greg's. Wow. Um, but, but yeah, if you guys are trying to market and grow your companies, like Facebook is still huge. And there's uh, everybody, you know, that's 35 plus they live on Facebook, your mom, your grandma, you know, your aunts, your uncles, um, they're not on Instagram and, and TikTok necessarily. So, uh, but yeah, they, a lot of business gets driven for, through, through Facebook. That's really good. Yeah. So what else do you want to share uh, about LAL? Why, why it's fresh and we're on the... Look, look at your uh, couch. You need to get resituated. I don't know what's what? going on with this couch, bro. We got the raggedy couch, man. The raggedy couch. You got this room, man. This is- well, this is a nice room, actually, bro. Like, I've rented out the hotel twice. I haven't even stayed here in a little while. We went, you got the same room? We went down, and uh, Brian's like, you got a Mountain Dew or something? He's like, put it on Paul's room. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got, I got this little ATM machine here, apparently. Oh. I should just... 522. 522. Hey, did you hear the story about the almonds? No. And I guess who got the penthouse suite? Brittany Nicole. Brittany Nicole and, and uh, Caleb Allman. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Well, Caleb Allman, uh, he was over at my house and uh, he's like, yeah, dude, he goes, we're really excited about the event. Kind of a little bummed uh, uh, about a couple different things, but overall really excited. And I go, what are you bummed about, dude? So it's the Friday, Thursday, Friday, like nothing's happened yet. He goes, honestly, dude, like not to sound pretentious, but I got a regular room. We didn't get the penthouse. And I'm like, are you for real? And uh, I'm making all this up, by the way. <laughs> so, so I go, so he's like, yeah, I was like, dude, we'll get you the penthouse. You know what I mean? So he's like, dude, we don't need the penthouse because in Waco, Texas, they somehow got up for the together in the trades that we rented out like that hotel, you know, for the, for the event. And uh, they got, there was one penthouse. So Liz and I are like, dude, you guys have it. You guys have kids and you never get any, you guys never have any, you know, nice stuff, nice time to yourself. Like there's a huge jacuzzi tub and like, you know, go have fun, kids. You know what I mean? So we, 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 Liz and I, like, not that we're like super humbled or something. We just said, like, you guys take the penthouse. We'll take a regular room. We don't, we don't care. So it's just funny that uh, here on Thursday or Friday night, the hotel guy director calls me up and says, hey, we still got the penthouse available if somebody wants it. So we gave it to the almonds. Oh, and uh, I didn't want them to re- regress, you know, in their, in their lifestyle yeah. and, their, and what they're used to <laughs> with uh, the penthouse Did room. Did they so. have it last night? Yeah. What in the world? We're hanging out in the, I know. Joe the Paces room. Or, or Little 400 there. square foot room. We're all sitting there. They're no. like, you know, dude, they're we up. had like 12 people in this room. They got the whole top floor. Pizza. <laughs> but Caleb and Brittany were there. Yeah. Why didn't they say come to our room? Because uh, they probably didn't want to tell smelly Lombros in there, oh, you know, like after, after a long day at the conference, everybody's like, all got that, that man musk going on, you know, and uh, myself oh, included. man. And uh, everybody's all greasy and stuff, you know. And, I'm like, uh, John Pajak was sitting right here. I'm I like, saw on Instagram. over him. And I was like, <laughs> 
Well, I just I just didn't want the uh, the almonds to I, I didn't want the almonds to go back in their their lifestyle, you know, and their quality of life, what they're used to, you know. Uh, we we did try to spring the private jet for them, um, but unfortunately, it just didn't work out, you know, logistically, and we didn't have the money for them. So, <laughs> but I'm having fun. But that was really really good. But yeah, they had the whole uh, uh, penthouse uh, suite up there, and ironically enough, like I think it was I don't know maybe six seven years ago, Liz actually stayed up there with uh, a couple girls for a uh, bridal party. Okay. So uh, the the bride was getting married um, just down the road here. But that room has like, you know, two, three beds and six, seven girls could sleep up there. So she like slumber partied, you know, like the night before, like girls do. And uh, Liz is like, that room's super nice. So Kayla and Brittany didn't bring anybody in though. They didn't bring anybody in. Oh, no, selfish. Man. Super selfish. <laughs> they didn't even mention it. They, <laughs> they didn't even mention it. We're like, hey, yeah, come to my room. Naylor. Actually, I said, we're not coming to my room because we did that last year. You were yeah. in there. Oh, and you were trying to go to bed. They were podcasting here. We're Till midnight, bro. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was election week, and uh, yeah. we're all watching the news and all the all the stuff going on. And uh, Paul's like, "I'm in bed, man. Hard hard stop. Nine o'clock." I'm like, "Bro, it's already ten fifteen. Like that ain't happening." No, I was literally in bed. You man. guys are, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Caleb Allman, Brittany Nicole, yeah. and Brian. I, I gotta be careful how I say this, but yeah. you're in my bed. I yeah, was, I was in there sleep, trying to sleep. Paul's got a little are... sleeping mask on, his little sound machine, <laughs> my earplugs. He's got little earplugs, and we <laughs> have four people on the bed because Naylor is over here podcasting. Yeah. and Naylor keeps like he's giving us the nonverbal. <laughs> Like, it's my yeah. first podcast. You guys are ruining Paul's it. Paul's got his uh, essential, uh, or essential oils, you know, lavender. You know, he's trying to make his little bed in here. And I'm like, I'm like, whose leg is this? Get this out of the way. And Paul's like, it's my room, bro. Like, <laughs> if you guys haven't been, that's why you got to come. Like, we're, we're we're all just knuckleheads having fun and, you know, just trying to grow, trying to have fun. And um, it's a good time. No, I, I honestly, Paul, like, I super appreciate you coming. I, I don't have really like anything more to share. I'm I'm on E because yeah, we just we'll poured it out. We'll let you go. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. let you go the, to bed. I, oh. I, honestly, I'm just thankful for everybody that came. You know, and and I and I said this at the end of my uh, um, the whole conference. I just said, hey, if you came, do me a favor next year. Advocate for it. You know, help yeah. me promote it. Like share it. Like yep. if this thing changed you in any way, shape, or form with something that somebody on stage said, or maybe somebody back at the hotel room when you guys were just getting together with another lawn bro, if it helped you grow and you and you know what it did for you, bring a friend, bring your crew, bring your foreman, bring your wife, or bring your husband next mm-hmm. year. Because we're spending so much money putting this thing on. Why not have fifteen hundred people here? Yep. You know, I I still me personally, selfishly, I still think that Greg Wigstock and, and Corey Ballard and whoever else we bring next year are still some of the best kept secrets and leaders in our industry. And so why would you not bring more people? So when we make the post and we make the Facebook post and the, and the, and the podcast and, and whatnot, get your tickets and then buy one for a friend, get, get your friend like, and your friend's going to say, yeah, I don't want to go to some, you know, long care conference. Cause they think it's going to be like boring and dumb. It was nothing but fun, excitement, patriotism, kicking butt, capitalism. I mean, it was, it was a stout show. It was a stout conference. And so bring a friend next year. You know, if we're already, if people are already putting the time and energy into this thing, um, you know, Caleb Allman, uh, last thing I'll say real quick, Caleb Allman goes, uh, somebody said, Caleb, you did a really good job up there, man. Like how, how, it, it must be nice like being able to give a speech and not be nervous. And Caleb's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like who said I wasn't nervous? Caleb's like, before I got on stage, I had the jitters. My hands were shaking. I was like shadow boxing and getting all fired up and pumped up because who's, who's typically speaking in front of three, 400 people. It's intimidating. Mm. But so if Caleb's already going to overcome his fear and, and come on stage and do the best he can anyway, like let's get a thousand people in the room to hear what he has to say instead of just three, 400 people, right? That room is huge, but we, we packed it out, but there's still, we could double that size of that room. No problem. And still stay in that same room. So here's what I'm just saying. Like get to the conference next year. Don't take things like this for granted. You know, who, who even knows if it's going to happen again next year? You know, and if you don't want to be the guy that missed the last one that ever happened, 
you know, so it's a lot of effort. And every time I ask Liz, when we renew, we're going to, you know, we're going to get a call from the hotel and the conference in two weeks. You guys want to renew and all this other mess and put down deposits. I'm always like, Hey babe, you want to tie up another like 50 to a hundred grand? And you know, I mean, that's, we, we pay it out first before we ever get it back, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's one of those things where, you know, if you guys want to come, um, we, we really appreciate the support, but Paul, uh, in all sincerity, thank you for your friendship. Thank you for coming here. Uh, thank you for taking the time to help uh, promote the show and we super appreciate you too, brother. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for initiating, you know, Jeff Joyner, you must've said something cause he texted yeah. me out blue. I'm like, you know, normally numbers that I don't have saved. I just, yeah, you, you get some weird, you know, pookies. <laughs> you got that money. Snatch man. Snatch man's here. But thank you. Cause Jeff's like, Hey, I talked to Brian. He wanted me to be on yeah. your podcast and I was able to interview all the speakers. So yeah. I appreciate you yeah. giving uh, me this opportunity. You got a little baby. You got to go yep, home to yep. snatch man. You're up next. Thank you very much, Brian. Thanks again, Paul. Well, big thank you to Brian for the hospitality in Novi, Michigan. This was my third LAL. I've been to all three of them. I remember when Brian first started this event in 2019, I said, I will be there uh, predominantly as a podcaster. I want to put myself in proximity to the leaders in the industry and try to get those interviews. So I remember in 2019, around that same time, Brian was like, well, hey, man, uh, while you're in town, uh, if I pay you some money, you know, like maybe throw a comma in there (laughs) in the check, uh, will you teach me everything you know about podcasting? And I said, absolutely, man. I'll bring my A game and uh, we'll get you set up with a podcast. And and, uh, eventually, it was a few months after that, Brian realized how difficult podcasting was. And that's when uh, Mr. Producer uh, started producing Brian's show as well, Fortune Unfiltered Podcast. Uh, But it was really cool going to uh, LA in 2019 because I remember Stan Genetic um, took out his phone in the lobby. He's like, hey, Paul, do you have 60 seconds? And I'm you know, a little perplexed. I was like, sure. And he's, and he just on his Instagram post, this is Stan, the dirt monkey genetic. He's like, Hey guys, I'm here. Paul Jamison, the green street podcast. Hey Paul, tell us about your show. And I'm sitting there like, you know, I, I didn't have my elevator pitch ready. I was completely kind of just overwhelmed by the generosity. So I don't even remember what I said. Something like, you know, Hey, you know, great your podcast. Take your business to the next level. Listen, you know, I don't, it was probably not the most polished presentation of the uh, value that we bring on the program. But, um, you know, that cool opportunity happened at Brian's LAL event. And I got to interview, um, that was the famous episode we did with Keith Kalfas and Sean Spencer that a lot of you guys, I think, that may be our most downloaded podcast. Um, Brian and Liz's episode 200 on our show is another uh, banger of a show with a lot of uh, downloads. But anyway, that was a great time in 2019. And then um, I, the next day on Sunday, I got to hang out with Brian and Liz and set up their podcast. We were taking things out of the box and, you know, having fun with the roadcaster. And a big credit to uh, the consistency uh, of Brian's show, the Fullerton Unfiltered podcast. He's been steady Eddie Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I know uh, Mr. Producer keeps them on point and uh, he, he helps guide all of us to, to stay on our schedule. Um, but anyway, I came again last year, which was a very difficult uh, LAL because we were in, you know, fragmented into different rooms and, and Brian and Liz made the most of it. 
what do they say about, you know, squeezing juice out of an uh, orange or something like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he made the most of the opportunity. My, my analogy has got to clean up, man. I'm, we're, we're about to pass 1 million downloads on the show. And uh, I got to learn these phrases. I appreciate all you guys that DM me on the one show. is like, make hay while the sun's out, something like that. But I couldn't remember the saying. And then there's, uh, you know, the famous all boats, when the boats go up, the water goes up is how I think about it in my mind. But there's a fancy way to say it about if the tide goes up, I still can't remember it. Rising tide raise all ships. They, the producer. So anyway, uh, I got to get better on all of those. But I say all that to say this year, 2021, um, obviously the biggest uh, LAL has been the best it's been, in my opinion, uh, not to say the other two years were uh, raggedy. It's just it, it, the show was fantastic this year. The the training uh, was really well um, put together with the speaker lineup, and then my favorite parts the networking and uh, hanging out with everyone. So I, you know, there's my endorsement for LAL. I'm not sure if Brian and Liz are doing it again next year. I know it's a lot of risk and a lot of time um, with uh, Emmy around now. You know, you got to be a little bit more careful with the commitments. Whereas when you're single. Now, you know, they're married, but they don't have any kids. Well, I guess the better way to say it. no children. That's that's the way I meant. Uh, you know, you can you can take on more, and especially, you know, as my myself without a wife and kids, at least at the recording of this podcast, we're looking to change that up in two, two. But you know what I mean? Um, you, you can you can say yes to more. And so I hope as their family grows and as the commitments of the them building the house grows and everything, they continue LAL. All right. Uh, last but not least, I want to let you guys know my brand new goal tracking journal, The Diligent Shall Prosper, is now available on Amazon. This is a guided journal. It will guide you through setting your goals so that you can crush those achievements that you're looking forward to in the new year. There's a lot of research that if we actually write down our goals, make it measurable, make it specific and write it down, then we are already, research says, we are already ahead of the game. Uh, we put ourselves in a better opportunity to accomplish those goals by simply writing them down. And so thankfully, our friends at Amazon have given us a, a credential or a, a authority. I don't know what it is, the right word is, but they've given us access. There you go, Mr. Producer. Access to having <laughs> echoes of broadcasting, right? They've given us the opportunity to have a hardcover book now. And so this journal, it's a very good uh, laminate hardcover um, that's, um, you know, sturdy, durable, uh, that you can write in every single day. It's actually, it will guide you through 90 days. I'm really looking forward uh, to mine. Should be arriving any day now. And uh, starting with day one, there's a proverb at the top of the page, and then there's space to write what you're thankful for. And it will guide you through that. Uh, there's space to write down your goals, to journal, and it will take you through three months. There, there's a lot of other research with uh, 90 days and three months of how much uh, you can transform uh, your life in a three-month period uh, when you're disciplined and diligent. And so this uh, self-guided journal is aimed to help you do that. Uh, available on Amazon, it's called The Diligent Shall Prosper. And uh, make a great Christmas gift as well if you want to pick up a few uh, copies and um, you know pass those out as holiday gifts. Uh, it definitely is a thought. A thoughtful gift. So uh, Mr. Producer will put that link in today's show notes. And I hope that the uh, goal tracking journal, The Diligent Shall Prosper, will be a blessing to you this holiday season. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.